Hello, welcome to The Journey. I'm Julianne Hartman, and today I've got a very special guest for you to meet. Her name is Allison Rolla, and she was diagnosed with a form of alopecia that took the hair all over her body away. She was only nine. Could you imagine what that would be like when you've got so much friends and events and all that, and you're always thinking about the fact that you don't have any hair and that you have to wear a wig. And what happens if somebody finds out? Well, you're going to meet this energetic, on fire for the Lord, young lady. And I can't wait for you to see this interview. Well, welcome to the show, Allison. I'm so excited that you're here. And I just got to meet you and you are just so, and I love seeing you for the first time. You're a beautiful girl. And I can't wait for everybody to hear your story. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. It's a pleasure. So now uh, you are originally from New York, right? I am. I'm from New York and I moved to Charlotte a couple years ago to go to Karis Bible College. Oh, okay. Oh, that's awesome. Well, listen, it's, it's because of Andrew Wellmick Ministries that we're even doing the journey, <laughs> the healing journeys today. So he plays a very big role in all of our lives here. So, so Allison, I did see you on a video when I was there for a conference and I'm like, I got to do an interview with this girl. So can you kind of give us some background? I know that you said that, you know, everything was great. You were raised in a beautiful Christian home. And at nine years old, you started experiencing some, some illnesses. So can you want to maybe give us a little bit of an idea of what that was like? Yeah, yeah. So I was um, very healthy growing up. And when I turned nine, somewhere around that age frame, I started losing my hair. I just started getting sick. I was in and out of the hospital. My immune system wasn't working properly. So I got pneumonia, whooping cough, just all kinds of things. Um, and then my hair started falling out and it started falling out really pretty rapidly so much that we couldn't really cover it up. Um, and it was very noticeable. So at nine years old, I just, I remember going up to the bathroom with my mom and I had to shave the rest of my head. Ah. Yeah. And I mean, I'll never forget the moment really. Um, but I do remember cause I grew up in a, a, a beautiful Christian home and I knew the Bible. I just, man, I loved the Lord so much at such a young age. I just knew he was real and he was good. And, and I had that, that knowledge. And so I remember thinking, you know, this isn't going to be long. I know Jesus, like he's going to heal me. It's not, it's not going to be long. Little did I know it would take 14 years, it's a couple years. <laughs> you know, but, um, I lost all of my hair. I was diagnosed with a disease called alopecia universalis, which is, um, different from alopecia. Some people might've heard of that. It's spots of hair loss. Um, I had universalis, which is incurable. It's rare um, and completely bald. No eyebrows, no eyelashes, never supposed to come back. Wow. Now what about like the hairs on your arms and your legs? No All hair. All gone? Yep. Okay. So let's go back now to what <laughs> were you starting to experience before the hair that put you in the hospital? You said whooping cough, you said pneumonia, and just like all of a sudden one day you just started getting sick? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't really remember the time frame. I started losing my hair first, though. So I started getting sick after that. It was just like, I caught everything kind of thing. Um, but really, the hair was the biggest thing. I just noticed, or I don't even know if it was my mom or me, but these patches of hair loss, which grew into complete hair loss. So, so were you, are you an only child? Or do you have siblings? I have two brothers, two older brothers. They're friends. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. So yeah. you are, um, wow. 
So you're probably a tough girl because you have two older brothers. Uh, and yeah, you're from great. New York. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so you weren't going to let this stop you. So now you're in and out of hospitals. You, you're, you know, your hair is, you're losing your hair and then uh, you guys shave it off. And so tell me, because one thing about the journey is that we like to dig really deep into what the, you know, the heart of the person, what's going on. A lot of times testimonies just kind of give an overview, but I want people to know what were you feeling as a nine-year-old or a 10-year-old at that point, um, having now to live life with no hair? Yeah, so sad. I mean, I'm a little bit still ashamed to say how sad I was. I mean, in general, I was known for being a very happy girl. And I was truly, truly, but I let it affect me so, so deeply, so deeply. I was just so ashamed. And I just remember, you know, being in class and thinking, oh my gosh, are people looking at me like from behind? Can they tell I'm wearing a wig? Just so embarrassed. I didn't want my family to see me bald. I mean, I did not want anyone to know I was wearing a wig. So I think that that was, I think that that was the biggest thing is just the shame that it carried. Um, where I think if I handled it differently, I just didn't know if I handled it differently and maybe was embraced, kind of embraced being bald, which I guess I'm glad I didn't now. Um, but I think my childhood maybe would have been a little bit different, but. Isn't that crazy though? It's, like, it's not something that you just did randomly. It's right. something that affected you and you feel the shame for it. Good. Right. right. Yeah. You know, that's what the enemy does. He tries to make us feel condemned in shame right. and everything for everything. And right. he's a liar. And so, gosh, um, well, you're such a beautiful girl. I'm sure you were even more beautiful with no hair. <laughs> it was, it was. <laughs> well, I'm sure it wasn't popular then, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. Um, but I also do remember very vividly, like just going to so many church services. And I mean, I grew up in church and just hearing, you know, the Lord heals the Lord. He's, he's good. He can heal you. He's, he can heal you. And it's like, well, of course you ask anyone and they'll say, you know, Jesus can heal. Yeah. It was just always so unattainable. It was like tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. And I just remember going to service after service and going up to get prayed for and thinking, oh my gosh, this is the moment. Like I'm going to get my hair back. I'm going to be healed. I'm not going to be sick anymore. And leaving so disappointed or like staying up all night, just praying and believing and, and watching sermons and waking up in the morning and still being bald. It was just like constant, um, disappointment. And I, it just seemed like something was missing because I know I would, I would look at my own father who through some family struggles that we were going through and, and all of this, all of this other kind of turmoil in our lives. My dad still made sure that I had the medicine I needed. He still made sure that um, I just had whatever I needed. And, and I could see that my dad would do anything to make me well. I, I just, ha I have a great dad. And so it was hard for me to think, you know, y'all are telling me that, that God is good, that I have a good heavenly father, but he doesn't even line up to my own, my earthly father. Like we're missing something here. I just, I couldn't put my finger on what it was. So now the medication, was that to grow your hair back or was that? Yeah. The, the medication was actually, um, another autoimmune condition I had. I, I was on a high dosage of, um, thyroid medication medication. It was Hashimoto's thyroid disease. They told me I had that too. That's the worst. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> right. I never did anything for it. So I'm like, great. You can just put that on the other, the whole list. <laughs> 
the long yeah. list that they gave me of all the things that I was supposedly uh, had. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So you're on medication for that. And, um, and then um, now, do you think that that had anything to do with your hair loss, the medication? I do not know. So the thyroid kind of came later. There was actually one point when I was on 62 pills a day. 60, what? 62 pills a day. Yeah. <laughs> how, how would you even do that? Uh, everything, everything to get my immune system working properly. Just like every diet, every medication. I mean, it was nuts. <laughs> how did you, I mean, at, at what, at, how old were you at this point? Gosh, that must have been maybe middle school. It all like blurs together kind of now. That is crazy. You know, one of our other ladies that did a journey, uh, Vanya Curry, she was doing, I think, 70, 79 pills a day. That is too many. That is too many. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So, yeah. so you were trying alternative routes then as far, and then, but were you still on the thyroid medication? Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that dosage just got higher and higher. It was like not going away. And so what were you experiencing from Hashimoto's? Yeah, Hashimoto's is actually like, I feel like, um, I don't know if it's almost worse, but it was actually really terrible because people can't see it. And so they, they didn't really understand what I was dealing with. But I mean, you're tired, you're super lethargic. Um, your brain is like foggy. There's just all these different things that you can't see. So it's hard to understand, but I'm also dealing with this on top of not having hair and just like trying to try to figure out all of this out and navigate this. I mean, my poor parents, they were. <laughs> well, plus you're a young girl and you want to just do what, you know, regular middle school girls do, you know? Right. Right. Um, yeah, like whatever, play sports or, you know, go to gatherings and all that stuff. So yeah. did that interrupt your school? It didn't interrupt school so much. I mean, I definitely remember different scenarios that I thought I was not going to make it through. There was one time in what, maybe fourth grade where we were playing jump rope and the jump rope hit my wig and it fell off and I did oh. not think I was going to survive to tell the tale. But I mean, I did, here I am. But yeah, just like different things like that, that I will never forget. But, you know, the funny thing is the, the, the Lord has redeemed all of that for me. Now I work at a, at a Christian school that is just the most beautiful school. And I am able to see these kids and just, I love them. I don't know. I just have such a heart for these kids, especially the ones that maybe have gone through things. Because I'm like, man, I Oh, I, I feel you. I know what that is like. And it, it sucks. So what a blessing though, that you are, that you can tell these kids and show them the, you know, what, what yeah. your life can be if you're trusting yeah. God. Yeah. Gosh, that's awesome. Okay. So uh, you're dealing with the Hashimoto's, your hair is all falling out. And so what is the time span between the first time the hair fell out till uh, when you finally I believe you'd gone to, or had you gone to Karis Bible College to hear the truth or was this it before? Was, this was 14 years later. So something along, something like that. Um, I was 14 bald, years without bald, hair. Bald, yeah. Well, so maybe 12. So I went to college. Um, my freshman year, I was still wearing the wig. No one knew. Super ashamed. I remember even my roommate was like, hey, will you just take it off? Like maybe I can see it. I'm like, that's no, that's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. And so that, um, 
there was this moment we were, we were setting up for chapel. I went to a Christian, Christian college. Um, I played volleyball there and we were, the volleyball team had to set up for chapel, whatever. And, um, I just remember this moment. My friend was like, Hey, do you want to go to this party? And I'm like, kinda, I don't know. And so it was just like, the Lord was like, you need to decide, are you going to surrender your life to me? Or, or do you kind of like want to go live that life? And I just didn't know. And I'm not saying that whatever going to a party is a big deal. It was just something that I, I was dealing with. Do I want to serve the Lord or do I want to sort of like go the world's way? Cause it was looking really good at the moment. Um, and I just felt like the Lord was like, you need to surrender this, this last thing to me. You've been holding on to this wig for dear life and you just have got to give this to me. And so I decided before I, you know, walk away from the Lord, I'm going to, I'm going to give this a shot. And it, it, it definitely was not easy. <laughs> definitely was not easy. And it, and it was like, just like a day at a time, a moment at a time, you know, I would do it in front of just my family at first, which was maybe the hardest because they, they didn't really know what to say or how to react. Cause I had been so sensitive about it up until that point. Right. Um, and then after that, I remember going to the mall and just like, oh my gosh, everyone is looking at me and people are saying things and I don't know what to do and how do I handle this? And I, just like different things like that until finally I was just like, who cares? This is great. I'm so free. And just really was able to embrace it. And then, um, just also interesting because my college campus, they all saw me with this wig. They all saw me bald and then my hair started growing back. And so I, now I have maybe an inch or two of hair and it was this big miracle and every, everybody saw it, you know? And I just felt such pressure because so many people were like, this is amazing, Jesus heals. It's like this big thing. And I could not keep it not keep it because I did it out of sort of my own works like fasting and praying and and um striving to get this it wasn't grace it was struggle it was such struggle and so my hair would grow back and and then I would lose it again and it was so hard you know because I was so happy to finally have hair and then to lose it again and then it would come back and then I would completely lose it again and so it was just this emotional roller coaster for maybe another like two years until 2014. And so what happened 2014? Yeah, 2014. So I started working. I moved, I graduated college and I moved to Connecticut. Um, I was living there and I came home. My dad had already gotten a hold of this, Andrew Womack. He started listening to Andrew Womack. I'd never heard of him because my, my parents were actually going through some of their own health issues. And so I came home one day the weekend. And my dad was, my dad is so blunt. Gotta love him. But wow. I'm like, dad, can you sugarcoat it just like a little bit? Um, but he's basically like, you know, Allison, it's, it's your fault. You're sick. I'm like, dad, there's no one on the planet that has more faith than me. You cannot tell me it's my fault, whatever. And I just didn't understand at the time, but I got very upset at him and we were going back and forth. And so I like left the house. I'm like, I'm never coming home again. I can't believe you did that. <laughs> But I decided, you know, if there's any merit to this, because I still felt like there's something missing, you know, because I still thought, you know, Jesus is good. He heals all throughout scripture. I have to be missing something. My spirit just didn't resonate with where I was at. Right. So I decided to listen to Andrew Womack, which is who my dad was telling me about. And I mean, it changed my life, changed my life. I thought my life was good then. I thought I was happy then, but 
experiencing the true Jesus, experiencing grace is a game changer. Game changer. Yes. <laughs> um, but I, I was driving and I just started listening to Andrew Womack. And I remember the moment I was listening to You've Already Got It, driving it in my car. And it, I mean, it clicked. It was so easy. It was so easy because just no one shared that message with me. But basically he said, you already have it. You've been, you've been working to get something. You've been begging. You've been fasting for something that you already have. He already gave it to you on the cross. He died so that you could be healed. And then Mark eleven twenty three, 23, you command your mountain. It was just so life-giving because it's like, wow, I have, I have authority over this. And you already did the work. And so hair grow in Jesus name. And that day I got filled with the Holy spirit. I started speaking in tongues. I commanded my hair to grow. And I mean, my, like in your car driving in my car driving, I just, it like, it was, I knew it. I knew it. I completely went off my medication that day. My hair started growing back. It was great. Wow. Oh yeah. my gosh. This is great. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So Let's go back a little bit. Now, I know that you went in, you know, you went to many healing lines and you were just frustrated each time. The worst. (laughs) Did you you start going up going, I don't know if this is going to work. I mean, where were you feeling? Yeah. I mean, there was always, there's always that hope in you. You know what I mean? People probably who are sick can, can resonate with that. There's always hope when you hear Jesus preached, but it was just, always disappointing leaving having not attained the healing you were hoping for um but man Jesus is just so good and he keeps coming after you and I think that that's the biggest thing is that no one was preaching this message no it's such a simple basic truth and once you know it it's like wow it's everywhere in scripture how did you miss that for that long but um yeah yeah no that's amazing and you're right that it is very simple but people won't teach it because they haven't always seen results. Right. You know? And uh, I always say this, it's like, you know, if, if you want to just tear that, those scriptures out of the Bible right. you know, and make like they don't exist because that's what a lot of, a lot of uh, teachers do do a lot of um, churches. Yes. Yes. Um, and then you have got a lot of disappointed Christians who leave the faith completely because yes. God doesn't do what he says he's going to do. So, right. So you had that, literally that aha moment then in your car, mm-hmm. like that's it. And did you feel like I can't, cause I felt like I can't believe that, that uh, that's all it was. I felt like I had to do something grand. Right. It was so easy. It was so easy. I think that's the best part is that Jesus is easy. He's effortless. His yoke is easy and his burden is light. Like it's, it's such a beautiful relationship. And the more, you know, how good he is, the more you want to know him, the more you want to experience his goodness. And I, I, I think it's the most powerful way to get healed only because I didn't need anyone to pray for me. I didn't need to go to any more lines. I didn't need Andrew Womack to come pray for me. I mean, he gave that powerful message and that's all I needed. I didn't need to see him. I didn't need to go to another church service. I didn't need to fast. I didn't need to do anything. He, Jesus did the work. He did the work for me. It's so life-giving. That is awesome. That is so great. But it's true though, because I was, I actually had gone to Karis just to have Andrew pray for me because I thought I had to touch the hem of his garment. Right, right. right. And, uh, and it never happened. To this day, right. he's never prayed for me. 
Wow. And and he wanted to keep it that way. Yes. But no, it was just funny because he never has. And uh, but it was that it was that teaching. You've already got it. Okay. So I want you to, if you could, speak to the the people out there that are frustrated with those uh, diagnosis of you. This is no cure for that, and just give them some hope, if you will. Yeah, I mean, so I actually wrote down some of the scriptures that meant a lot to me, and I think that maybe different scriptures will stand out for different people. But first of all, I would say that you do not have to earn it. You do not have to do anything to earn it. You don't have to do anything. It's already yours, which is the biggest deal. But just some scriptures that I know were twisted in my head. One of them was Isaiah 53, 5, which is obviously the Old Testament, the Old Covenant. And he, Isaiah is prophesying the cross. And so it's Isaiah 53, 5, it says, but he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him and by his wounds, we are healed. And for so long, it was taught to me that that is just spiritual. He's, he forgave you of your sins. And I bought into that lie. But what really changed my mind too was Matthew 8, 17, which is now the new Testament. It says, and Jesus is going about healing before this verse. But it says this was to fulfill what was spoken by Isaiah. He took up our infirmities and he bore our diseases. So he took my disease. If he carried it, I don't have to carry it. I mean, it's, it's just proof that no, 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 that wasn't just some foreign spiritual concept. That is no, he took my disease upon himself. He was not recognizable on that cross. He took my disease. And then um, Psalms 103, one through three, I quote that all the time. Bless the Lord, O my soul, all that is within me, praise his holy name. And I like that David's kind of saying, you know, you got to do it. You might not see it, but you got to, you got to do this body. You got to praise him. But bless the Lord, O my soul, all that is within me, praise his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your sins, who heals all of your diseases. And yeah, so just start thanking him. Open your mouth. Your, your joy is medicine to your body. It's medicine. So just Praise him for what he already did and command your mountain to move, you know, take your authority and start speaking to it rather than just bowing to it. Amen. That is awesome. And that's, that is something that, uh, that was the same scripture that I had heard before many times, but in that you've already got it series. It was, it like literally came alive and said, wait a minute, I can speak to this and I can, and then how do I do that? And it took me a while to figure that out, probably because I was older and I had so many other belief systems, you know, and right. you were just a young girl and you're like, I'll just believe whatever God right. said, right? Yeah. So some of us are like, we're trying to believe all, you know, things that we've heard 25 years ago. Yeah. So um, now what, so now you end up going to Karis Bible College. I did. Yeah. Yeah. So and, I, uh, how was that experience? It was great. It was great. It was funny because I started learning all about healing and it just sort of got me confused because when I had listened to the message, you've already got it. It was so simple to me. I didn't have to think it through. I just, I mean, I got it. And so when I just started learning about all of this, these different healing stories and, and all these different things, my mind started getting in the way and I started thinking, oh my gosh, I didn't, I didn't do that. I didn't know that first. I didn't, I didn't realize that. And so my hair actually started falling out very rapidly. And, um, yeah. And so, and then my thyroid started acting up. I, I knew it was way off, but I had these scriptures to stand on. 
and also sozo. I'm sure you've talked about sozo before, but sozo is the act, the word for salvation. And it means to heal, to make whole, but it also means to keep whole. Like yeah. you don't lose your healing. That's not a thing. This is not a thing. And so I just was able to take these scriptures and say, no, 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 no. This is not my, like, that's not my identity. My identity is healed. That's who I am. So those symptoms are lying and I'm going to step back into my, my true identity and take back this healing. Like devil, take your hands off my life. I'm healed. I know I'm healed. And it's, it's really exciting that, that we have that we have authority and we are healed. It's who we are. Wow. See, like I said, you took it for face value. Like, that's what he said. That's what I believe. And then you start hearing other stuff and you're like, well, wait a minute. Wow. Gosh, Allison, that is, that is really good information. Right. It's exciting to hear that, you know, Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, you're around Christian people and you might be hearing, you know, I, I, I truly believe this, you know, there are Christians and then there are believers. And I know I'm going to get in trouble saying that. But I, I agree. I agree. Because a lot of people can say, hey, I'm just a Christian. Um, you know, and I, I got saved 30 years ago. I'm not saying anybody at Karis Bible College, but I'm just right, saying right, right. they can say they were a Christian. Right. Yeah, I got saved 25 years ago. And, you know, well, do you pray? Oh, no, 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 no. I don't. I Yeah. But they just think because they were told that. Not that you're saying that they're not saved anymore, but they don't know what they're talking about. Right. And now here you come and you're, you're taking it all for a face value. And you're like, no, that's what he says. And they're like, oh, well, don't you have to do this or that and put works into it? And that'll just right. destroy anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was huge. And I think that's something that could maybe hinder people is when they start looking at other people's circumstances or what happened with other people. I really, I honestly tried to stay away from that. I tried to stay away from listening to other people's healings because I just, I had a really, really hard time believing them because I had believed for so long that it would be some sort of instantaneous healing. Like I would wake up and have a full head of hair and that didn't happen. And so when someone else told me they were healed, I'm like, no, you're not like, that's it. It didn't work. Um, And so I don't know, I just didn't want to mess with anything. And I, so I just tried to stay in the word. Yeah. Just have to say, I can't look at your situation. I'm just going to read this. And he doesn't say, look unto your friend's testimony. He says, Look unto Jesus, who's the author and finisher of your faith. And that's what we have to do. We've got to literally put the blinders on with that word and not let anybody else talk us out of our healing. Yeah. Yeah. It's so funny because people do. I'm like, what are you trying to do? Have you ever been sick? Because I have, and it's better to be healed. So maybe just stop trying to talk me out of it. (laughs) But anyway, it's okay. I still love them. (laughs) <laughs> well, of course. And so just by living your life, they're seeing that it is true. Right. And, uh, that, that's a, that was a hard one for me too. So I, I totally get what you're saying because I would look at other people and say, well, how come that didn't work? And is, you know, all that stuff. And so that's why with our viewers, you know, we're doing these testimonies because everybody's healing has looked different. Right. But that doesn't mean that yours is going to be progressive or yours is going to be, you know, uh, you know, with, you know, immediate re- response to the word or whatever it might be. But you know what I love about what you just said about was I going to wake up with a full head of hair? What I love about that is that that's that imagination. You were already imagining yourself. 
in yeah. that. And yeah, you wanted it to happen that next morning, but you were already imagining yourself with a full head of hair. Yeah, I honestly, I could not see growing up for all those years before, I, before college when I had taken my wig off, I could not see how it was possible to, to get healed, um, like just now, like growing out because I didn't want anyone to see me bald. So I was like, Lord, you have to do it this way. Like I have to just wake up with hair so that no one knows that I was ever bald. And I mean, it didn't happen that way. And I'm thankful because man, I just, I experienced freedom and then I experienced healing and, and it wasn't this miraculous thing. And so when my hair started falling out again, I was able to stand on the word. I mean, it was just, it was, it's good. He's so sweet. And he redeems another thing to know. He redeems everything that I had lost everything. He's so good. Like little things that in, in the public, the public school that I went to, which is, it is just so small, but we swam in gym class and I would get a doctor's note. And first of all, it was embarrassing that like, why aren't you swimming? I can't, you know, and I'm an athlete. Like I wanted to, I wanted to be swimming, but I also had a wig and I couldn't. And I mean, I probably could have, but I was not risking that. And I just remember sitting on the side thinking like, I hate this. Like, I hate this. I want to be swimming. It was, it's a little thing, but I want, I want to be a swimmer. I want to swim. And so later on though, after all this had passed, I actually became a lifeguard and I became the swim coach at my school. And it's just little things that the Lord is like, I love you. I'm redeeming this. I'm redeeming every single thing you lost. I am for you. He's just, he's so good and he's so faithful. And so any, whatever, whatever sickness anybody has that that's watching, it's, it's done right now. It's healed right now. You don't have to wait and everything you've lost from that sickness is redeemed in Jesus' name. That is awesome. Thank you so much for saying that. And really, you know, we, uh, we've got all kinds of people that have, whether they are in beds, wheelchairs, you know, in hospitals, walking around with illnesses and, uh, you know, and a lot of emotional illness as well. And so you really, really are helping a lot of people telling your story. Right. I'm so glad. I want people to be healthy. <laughs> I know. So now, um, how'd this affect your parents? <laughs> They're amazing. They're amazing people. Yeah. So um, they actually, they have a whole story of their own of being sick and um, they also received healing. And it's funny because my mom was really sick too, probably from the stress of her child. Being <laughs> yeah, that definitely could happen. But she's much more like detailed and analytical than I am. So it actually took her a bit longer to to sort of like take hold of this. But um, once they all got it, my dad is actually now a pastor of a church in New York. And he opened his own Karis Bible college location in Beacon. And it's just, I mean, he he is amazing. Every time I'm like, dad, what do you think about this? Dad, what do I do about this? He just has such a a firm grounding and understands this so well. So I'm, I'm really thankful. That is awesome. And you know, it, it is true. Your mom probably was under a lot of stress, but again, when we're a little older, we're like, it's, it's a little harder to believe sometimes because <laughs> we've had all kinds of different teachings and, you know, right. so, right. but yeah, that's awesome. Well, thank you so much uh, yeah. for sharing your story. Is there anything else that you might've left out that you're now it's coming to your mind about your story? Um, even something just little, you know, like, 
I don't know. Um, well, let me ask you this question. Did you, when you were, did your friends see you ever in school bald? Did they know you were bald? They just knew you wore a wig. In high school? Yeah. I mean, they never said anything to me. I seriously, I you think didn't? I was delusional because I really thought that no one knew it was like this big secret. I would tell like one person, I'm like, you cannot tell anyone. Like they had to have known. What but, about um, your eyebrows? They didn't notice? So you didn't... So my eyebrows would come and go. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I actually saw my gym teacher and this is so funny because obviously she knew I didn't have hair and I didn't know that, but I saw my gym teacher just recently from high school when I was home in New York and I'm like, hi, hi, whatever. And she's like, I'm so sorry. I don't recognize you. And I was like, oh, that's okay. No problem. I'm Ali Rola. Like I had you, you know, at Beacon and she looks at me and she goes, you grew hair. I was like... I did. Yes. Yes. That's me. It's just so funny. Cause I mean, I don't know. I guess she knew I was bald. I guess they all knew. <laughs> well, well, you probably, I'm sure wig, the wigs that you were wearing were pretty good. So <laughs> they were good. I mean, they were actually, they were good once I got to high school, but prior to that, they were very, very bad, very bad. I mean, and how did you keep it on? Yeah. So, um, before I got to to high school. In high school, they had like tape on them. So literally you would take it off, like rip off your skin. And I also had this one, the worst, but it was like a, a suction. And so I'd be playing sports and like, it would like come on suction. It was horrible. I'm like, thank you, Lord. I'm past that. But yeah, it wow. was very noticeable. You could definitely tell like straight hairlines. Yeah. But it's so nice though that your friends didn't, you know, say anything to. They just let you tell them if you were so ever. To do that. They made it seem like no one knew. They're, they were lovely. Yeah, no, that's great. Because when I was a kid, they weren't that nice. Oh, <laughs> the worst, the worst. Oh no, it's worse. I had red hair in the '70s, and that did not go over well. <laughs> oh, I was teased like crazy, and so oh, and you were bald and didn't get teased. So what? What can you say, right? <laughs> right. Allison, I really appreciate you coming on the show and sharing your story. And I know that this has helped, you know, so many people. And, you know, it's not just older people that have different ailments come and things hit them, but it's also, you know, young people go through a lot of stuff too. And so you just being so encouraging and being so committed and being so right on with that word at, at a young age, man, that your future is huge and it's so bright and it's awesome. And I'm glad I got to know you. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Really you want to pray for our, the people? Yes, yes, yes. Thank you, Lord, so much for this opportunity. I thank you that you are so good and you are so faithful. And so I just ask right now that everyone watching this would experience your love in just a new and fresh way and that they would leave this this video knowing that they're healed just with such a revelation of your power of your goodness and that they already have it that they don't have to strive they don't have to do anything it's already theirs and so i just thank you lord i praise you i thank you that you're good you're so so good and that you only get better we only get to experience better and so i thank you for that in jesus name amen amen thank you so much allison thank you i appreciate it well, I know you were inspired because I sure was. 
Gosh, isn't it amazing to see a young person like Allison so on fire for the Lord, not letting anything stand in the way, not letting anybody tell her anything different, but Jesus is the healer. And that's why I love the journey because you are hearing such detailed information about what people have gone through and how they have stood. And that faith was a big part of it, obviously, to keep them steadfast in that word, not moving whatsoever. Thank you guys so much for joining me. Always remember, you can go to our website, healingjourneystoday.com. You can donate, you can help us out, but you can also find all the teachings on that website as well. And make sure that you subscribe because we like to know who you are and we like to get information to you as soon as we know it ourselves. Thank you so much and we will see you next time on The Journey.